All right, uh, all right, I'll do the intro. Let's go. All right, here we go. I missed Hello? you guys. <laughs> You're so. <laughs> <laughs> And we fucked it up. We fucked it up. Yep. Hello and welcome to the Occupied Podcast, a podcast normally discussing the Norwegian television show Occupied, but we're off season right now and discussing uh, other Norwegian media. Um, I'm Jack, I'm here with Giro, and joined also by... Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm John. Giro, you're also allowed to say hi. Hi, hi. also. And the we are coming to you live, well not live, live. Yes. from two so, continents. So things are a little different now. Mm-hmm. Um, things are slightly different. Slightly different, so we are now recording in two different locations, the Studio East and Studio West, yeah. <laughs> um, because Giro and I moved to Norway, so we live in Oslo what? now. So, what? what? Yeah. Yay! So, uh, Very authentic. Inter- we intercontinental miss you guys. podcast. Oh, I miss you guys, yeah. too. It's, uh, it's, uh, but the weather's nice, right? How is it? Like, it's, uh, it yes, it, it, it is. It's a... Uh, Actually, it's been beautiful the past couple days. Um, oh, that's nice. It has not been snowing. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, still above freezing most of the time. That's good. And uh, and yeah, and uh, there. But um, do you have? There's a thing. Do you, do you have the sun over there? Ooh, yes, yes, we do have the sun. That we is don't something have it here. You don't. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, wait, no, I did. I did hear that we we did like steal it for a couple of weeks. Um, so you may or may not be getting that back for some we'll keep for some time. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, what what are we going to be covering today, Giro? Uh, I, I hate when you ask me things. You're so even prepared. even simple <laughs> even questions. The, the most basic thing. We are going to be covering the movie uh, Twenty Two July. Twenty Two July. We're gonna yeah. While while we're uh, in the lull between uh, occupied seasons, um, we've been looking around and found the uh, the new Netflix uh, movie Twenty Two July, directed by Paul Greengrass, and we thought we'd get the team together, watch yeah. it, and discuss it. So. Because uh, it was the most depressing thing we could find. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, and because of that, we needed a little palate cleanser, and so we're gonna, after that, we're going to touch base on uh, Norseman, second yes. season. Which is also on Netflix. Which is also on Netflix. Yes, we All should be sponsored by Netflix. We really should be, do, like, Norwegian Netflix Yeah. and get paid for it. I wonder... Well, here, yeah. I, 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 the shows are different over here. Like, when I log into Netflix, there are... Um, they have a lot more of a, a stuff that wasn't normally available in America. I think they've there's yeah. so much HBO is crazy over here because they mm-hmm. just take anything that's on like TNT or TBS or like who, even the Hulu produced show. Like The Handmaid's yeah. Tale is an is an HBO show over here. What? Well, I know. Wait, <sighs> I know that that what? Okay. It's, it's absolutely insane. This you just can't talk to these people. You can't you can't reason with them. No, no. The worst is again. Um, uh, El, well, here now I'm going to go on a rant about what <laughs> what I've learned from Norway. So the way they act in elevators is super bizarre. Yes. So like in America, when you get in an elevator, everybody turns and faces the door. Right. But in Norway, at least like the ones I've been in, you 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 go in and then everybody puts their back along the like three walls of the elevator and faces inward. 
And then huh. when, when that, the, all, that space is taken, other people come and then they stand in the middle and face the door. But that means you have like a dude staring on your like right and left, like right <laughs> in your face. And it's super uncomfortable. I think you should, when you do that, like if you get into an elevator with the with like the outside lined with people, mm-hmm. you should instead go in, up to someone and face directly towards them. <laughs> Fa- like facing the, one of the three walls, but yeah. you know, face to face with another person. Yeah, and they they yeah. also very they don't like talking to one another, so they it's that's like their well, big their biggest fear is just c- communicating with a stranger. In any don't format. you have a story about that? Uh, about when you were in an elevator? Um, oh yeah, I was in an elevator and I started talking to a woman, and she she like freaked out. She <laughs> just I was like, "Hi, how are you doing today?" Not okay. No, I think. No. I think. And then, and then you told. Uh, I some told friends, Giro's friends. And how did they respond? Oh, Giro's friend Tiro was like, "If someone talked to me in an elevator, <laughs> I would die. I would die right." The other one. The other thing um, was when I got on a tram, and so I'm, I um I I go to get in the tram. Yeah. And there's uh you know uh, benches for everybody to sit in facing forward, like two people to a seat. So um, I go in, and there are, like, four benches around me. Only one of them has a person on it, and they've slid in closest to the window. So the seat next to them in the aisle is available. So I turn, and I just take that seat because it's the very first one available. So I'm sitting next to this woman. Even though there were many empty benches available. There are many empty ones in front of me. That's a weird thing to do with any continent. That's a weird thing to do here. You're just a weirdo. That is not okay. (laughs) But go on. She turned and looked at me and, like, made straight eye contact like I was a psychopath. Which we you have are established. a psychopath. Yeah. No, was, it's a weird thing to do. That is a weird thing to but do. But, okay. Like, We're if all you, siding with her. If you're yes. in a bathroom and there are, say, eight urinals open and someone's on the end, are you going to go to the one directly next to them or are you going to space out... You know, a little bit away. Come on, yeah. that's just common decency, man. Yeah. Okay, but granted, under assuming, you know, granting that I sat next to her and she made that kind of, should I have just immediately got up yes. and walked away? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> and you're like, you should have said, yep, this was a bad bad idea. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, or at I'm least go. say something like, the other ones have ghosts in them. You yeah, know, like we need <laughs> a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Then I do it, know that. I do the know the Norwegian the word for uh, for ghost. So. And what is it? <laughs> Spokeset? Is that yeah, it? Spokeset. Spokeset. Although that would be even weirder if if I was sitting alone on in a tram. Also, tram. Uh, that's yeah. a that's an old yeah. wooden ship from the uh, Civil War era, right? Uh, I believe it might be as far as the Edwardian era, Ooh, but they, interesting. Okay, so so this tram. Uh, if I got in one and I was sitting by myself and someone came up next to me with all the other benches open and, the, and they just looked at those benches and said, ghosts, then I, there'd be a whole other issue to deal with. That would not be pleasant. No, no. no. I would get, I would leave. Yeah, exactly. I, a hundred percent. I'd be like, eh, not worth the risk. No. Remember when this podcast used to discuss like TV shows? <laughs> we're in minute nine, and we haven't talked of anything about what we're going to talk about. Oh God. I, uh. I got to cut this all out. Let me also yeah. say that um, if anyone is listening, <laughs> which I highly doubt at this point, 
Uh, you can always email us at occupiedpodcast at gmail.com. And check um, in on our sanity and, you know. Yeah. yeah give us how, some recommendations. See how we haven't got going. any emails in a while. I'd love to. Some, I know I checked the, the stats. We had some, like, listens from Spain recently. So hey, if you're from Spain, say hello. Hola. Hola. Yeah, say hola. Hola. From Barcelona. Barcelona. With the accent. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm having to get used to the uh, um, Norwegian dialects here because they make no sense. Oh, yeah. And, uh, They're beautiful and my, special and unique. I think my favorite is the Bergen one, and that's the one from... There's an ad here that's been going around for, um, for uh, Vega, VG, the, the newspaper, and um, it's about Bergen. Like, apparently, Bergen is the Texas of Norway in the sense that it's, like, very independent, and the joke is that uh, Bergen wants to... Uh, Leave Norway, and it's called huh. Bergsit. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! We'd wait, be okay wait. with them leaving. The yeah. rest of us would be like, okay. <laughs> wait, isn't there a, a, a Norwegian word for exit? Why wouldn't it? Why is it the Americanized? I don't know. They all exit. speak English, but That's they also get, they go around, and that one the one of the jokes is to they have like secret police going around. It's actually quite funny, but they're but they're like going into people's homes and trying to find who are the real Bergen people, and they uh, Bergen, they make Bergenites? them say the word rhubarb, mm. which in Norwegian <laughs> is in Rhubarbra, but a, someone from Bergen would say it how? Rhubarbra. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that that may not be fully accurate. You may be like overemphasizing a bit. No, 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 it sounds no, pretty no. close. Also, that's a uh, that. So they have a shibboleth. Like that's the that's a biblical yes. thing, right? Like yes. they're making them pronounce a word in a certain way. It is. So, but it's rhubarb. It's rhubarb. Yeah. That. To be fair, that is a new take on shibboleth, but yeah. same concept. Isn't that what shibboleth actually means? That's, yeah. Rhubarb. The word shibboleth is is, they, rhubarb. is they, rhubarb. It's like the they they had to say the word shibboleth, but they couldn't say it. They'd say sibboleth or something, and then they'd know they weren't real. No, they, they said rhubarb. Oh, oh, oh! You're saying rhubarb? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You're right. I think uh, shibboleth is a modern trend. Translation of rhubarb. Yes, and thank thank you That's for right. getting the joke. That's where I was trying I, yes. to to land. <laughs> God, this podcast is a train wreck already. Oh, oh. boy! And All we, right, let's get on. With let's it. Let's so, get in. Let's, let's get into it. Should we? Let's uh, get into get the Norwegian nine eleven. Yeah, let's oh. uh, let's light this candle. All right, let's. Um, uh, I will say, I've uh, just did some basic research on Occupied season three. Nothing, nothing new as of the moment. They've got some funding. Um, but no production details or anything come out yet. So, Bummer. that being said, let's get into our review of 22 July. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So, uh, from the description of 22 July, it is a three-part story of Norway's worst terrorist attack in which over 70 people were killed. 22 July looks at the disaster itself, the survivors, Norway's political system, and the lawyers who t- worked on the horrific case. Uh, it's directed by Paul Greengrass and written by Paul Greengrass and Osne... Oh, Sierstad. Nailed it. Nailed it. At least it's based on a book she wrote. It's based on a book called One of Us. Um, And uh, the film stars uh, uh, Anders uh, Danielson Lee, Mm -hmm. uh, which we all know from Nobel. Yes. And as well as uh, uh, Anders plays Anders Breivik and uh, Jonas Strand Gravli, I should have read these names before we started the podcast, Um, playing uh, Villar. And uh, I'm going to stop reading the names because I realize I'm already fucking this up a bunch. Um, (laughs) By the way, I will say quickly, did you notice um, the guy who plays uh, the lawyer, Gare, 
Yeah. Yeah. Was also the guy in Norseman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did. I was like a very it was very jarring. Yes. It was. Very it was. Jarring. We, Giro and I watched these back to back, and it really took me out. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was, Norway, five actors. <laughs> um, first off, have you guys uh, seen any of Paul Greengrass's previous movies? Um, uh, I don't, I don't believe they? so, yeah. Oh, so let, me, let me just run through a couple. So he actually um, he did um, The Born Supremacy Ultimatum. Well, and then, saw, saw that. Wow. And J- the, the new Jason Bourne one that came out in 2016. Didn't he that. also so uh, he also does he's the one who does a lot of these um, like recent movies of, of major events. He did uh, Bloody Sunday um, oh. about the shooting in in uh, Northern oh, Ireland. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. Uh, that was good. U- United ninety three. Oh wow, he really has a niche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain born. Captain Phillips. Oh yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that so, was good. I, that was a really good movie. Yeah. He's got a niche. I so, think uh, he doesn't. Know. He does have a niche. Okay, that that makes a lot more yep. sense, like yeah, stylistically right? and mm-hmm. and totally. I did really like Bloody Sunday. I remember that. I watched that for one of the classes I was taking on Northern Ireland. But that's uh, a lot of heavy work, heavy stuff yeah, in there. Heavy stuff. Of, yeah, not not exactly beach reads uh, yeah. for these these movies. That being said. Yeah, that being said, so uh, what'd you guys think of the film? Like overall letter grade? Obviously, we're we're gonna be talking about this. It's it's very very heavy, very you know, it's a horrific event that we got to be talking about. But in, just to divorce ourselves a little bit from the subject matter of the movie um, and look at it just as kind of like an artistic, how did we enjoy this as a film? Um, did you guys have any feelings about that? I I did. I thought it it was really it reminded me of. Some of the things, like the storytelling aspects of, uh, like Nobel and uh, mm-hmm. Occupied, of that it's very procedural and like things just kind of they this one thing happens and another thing that leads to this thing and, and it's just like an unfolding of events that you know it, he didn't dwell too long on the actual event uh, of mm-hmm. itself, um, but but definitely showed all the important markers and. I th- I thought it was uh, I thought it it was two and a half hours, but it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Okay, what what letter grade would you give it? I I would give it a a B plus. I, okay, I really enjoyed it. Maybe right. maybe, a, maybe a minus. How about uh, how about you, John? Uh I enjoyed it. I I don't know that I'd give it a B plus. I think I might give it a gentleman's B, uh, and and leave it there. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, 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 it was interesting because it was very much an action flick, right? And then it yeah. became very much not. Yeah. I, I mean, it really delved into the aftermath. It dealt with politics. It dealt a lot with law. I was surprised at how much, actually, it got into like the legal process and the individual lawyers and the victims and kind of that angle of it. Um, mm-hmm. It dealt with the psychological trauma and aftermath. So I thought it... it it was definitely trying to be comprehensive. Um, it may have done a bit too much of that for my taste. Like I think it could have been bit, half yeah. an hour shorter, and I think it would have still been a very strong movie, uh, mm-hmm. maybe stronger. But yeah. but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good movie. Um, okay. And it certainly. I mean, I, you know, I had such a surface level understanding of what happened in these attacks, and I feel much better informed about them now. Um, yeah. I, but I, it would be interesting if you were. In Norway and lived it. I mean, you think about what a 
two and a half hour 9-11 movie would choose to show and that how that two and a half hours couldn't even come close to capturing any mm-hmm. any oh, bit yeah. of it right and then yeah, it's the same yeah. there i assume is that i i it seems long to me but actually this is a you know national tragedy of of epic proportions two and a half hours can't even scratch the surface of it so, exactly you know what what am i saying what are you, know? you saying john all right um gira how about you uh letter grade what would you give Ugh, it's tough it's tough because the story is true and it hits really close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm if I try to keep that sort of out of my mind though and just think about like how did I feel about the movie as a movie, um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not the best movie I have ever seen in my mm-hmm. life, probably. But the. For me, a lot of the emotion that came out of it was because I know it's a real story, and I know it's a real story that affected a lot of people that I know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I I agree with you. Um, and and I I think John, you you touched on similar feelings that I had. I thought it, uh, I think it ran a little long. It kind it kind of sagged in the middle for me. Yeah. Um, specifically like uh the uh, prime minister's um plot line Mm -hmm. uh i couldn't really tell what they were going with that i feel like it could have been cut down a bit um with the i i got the point with villiar's recovery um and i think you could probably could have removed a couple scenes from that um but yeah i'd say uh, gentleman's b is a good (laughs) is a good word for that but um and i think it's important for I think it's it's good. Overall, I, I give it a recommendation because I think a lot yeah. of people don't know about this <clears throat> event. Like, they might know... Um, oh, well, there's two bits. One, I think a lot of people don't know about this event. And two, um, I think ha- uh, remembering um, what happened and obviously having the connection to Norway through Giro at the time of these events, um, I remember that, but I haven't really thought about it that much since. And then now to re, like re-examine these, these events in 2018 seems like I had a lot of like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is, this oh, is yes. a lot of stuff is very different now. And a lot of like what was kooky, you know, uh, kooky like fringe stuff seems like, um, like Breivik was alt-right before Anybody really knew what alt right meant? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they, when he mentioned the yeah, it's like call me alt right, call me the far yeah. right, whatever. Which is like, a word. Yeah, I hadn't heard wow. till 2016 in the U.S. Uh, election, and yeah. to think about like, oh, this this, you know, and this th- his his opinions, his um, you know, xenophobia and anti uh, globalism is could fit right at home in yeah. a lot of politics. Yeah, like all over the world nowadays. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there and, was... back, and back then it was a question of he must be insane, insane. to believe insane. these things. And now we're like, oh wait. <laughs> oh, these are these. Well, yeah. When they brought in that one author, uh, mm-hmm, when they were yeah. investigating him, and he was like, "Yeah, I gotta be careful with who I talk about, but also, mm-hmm. like, he was like, this Anders isn't is no leader. Mm-hmm. He's." Yeah, and it just reminds me of just how callous and yeah, that same kind of thinking is in today. You know, he's, he says we have people all over the world. You know, in Eastern Europe and in America, like the Stormfront, which God, is yeah. this, uh, and the Stormfront is like something that is like a uh, a mm-hmm. catcall in uh, you know in Reddit circles about 
the, the Stormfront who is actually the yeah. alt-right trying to take back the country. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, this is where it started. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, to get a little bit back to the, the movie itself, um, the feeling that I was left with this is, while I did like the movie, I actually would have much rather seen a really detailed documentary about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I agree. Just make it a full-on like, documentary. Because we, we have... I mean, not that you want to, you don't want to give Breivik a, a, a platform to talk, but the lawyer, um, all of these people who are impacted by this, I would love to see actually a documentary that goes through the details of, because uh, the pre- presentation of the, the movie is very, the word that keeps coming to mind is like matter of fact. It kind of, it moved yeah. like clockwork, like we exactly, show, okay, yeah. he's prepping, we see, it's kind of like, I remember this in United 93. Um, when you saw that movie or the Captain Phillips, it's it's a lot of just kind of mundane shots of people going about their day. There's yeah. not a lot of like import to to any yeah. of these specific things, but because it's showing, oh, this is kind of as close as we can approximate what actually happened. And I think like I would have rather just seen a documentary going through this and then interviews with the people who were actually impacted. Um, I 100% Because I, I don't know how much, yeah. like what more, what, what would have been more important to make sure this was dramatized rather than... Um, rather than just presented uh, as a documentary. So that was my thought. So a team frontline over at PBS, oh, yes. <laughs> if you could please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the other question I had, um, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the movie. Um, the first, it, we'll go, to the, go through it in three different sections. First, we'll t- discuss the attack. Uh, then we'll talk um, about Villiar and the process of his recovery and um, the uh, Gare becoming the lawyer for Breivik. And then um, lastly, we'll talk about the trial itself. Um, so first, discussing the attack. One um, thing uh, before uh, we get into that, uh, did you guys have uh, a thoughts on the fact that the entire movie was in English, even though it was using all Norwegian actors? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it, it threw me a little bit. I, I mean, yeah, the whole cast and crew... Everyone working on it except for Paul, I mean, he's probably, Greengrass, the, yeah. the Greengrass is, he probably has Norwegian, he's probably part Norwegian or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, and yeah, the, that choice to have it all in English, I mean, I get it is for an English audience, but I don't know. I, yeah, it, it, it took me out, especially seeing the, in the very first shot when the ferry comes up. And, yeah, they, and the, the sign, the welcome. It says welcome. welcome. <laughs> it says welcome. It's like, and I was like, I was like, wait, because well, at first I thought, that they had just recorded this movie twice and done one, you know, yeah. recording with English speaking and one recording with Norwegian, yeah. and that they do mm-hmm. that sometimes, and that would make some sense, I guess. Yeah. But they literally just shot it all in English, and all the signs were in English, all and that's nutty. Were in English. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and especially that since the the guy who's playing Anders, uh, mm. like it's he sounded American. There are some parts where oh, yeah. like. His his accent was I get a lot of them yeah. like kept kept a very Norwegian sounding accent. He sounded almost American. Yeah, there's was, yeah because they have different different um, competencies in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some had like super Norwegian, others had kind of like British English, and some had American English. So yeah, yeah. But no, I, I ultimately I understand. I mean, the, the, as Paul Greengrass you know has said, this is an, he wanted to expand. Everybody in Norway doesn't need to see this movie. You know, like right, they know yeah. it. They know they've lived through this. They know this story so well. Exactly. So it's obviously for an international audience. So with that, I, I understand. True. Yeah, um, that's I, fair. 
I just think people people can read subtitles. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the compromise for me would have been put the dialogue in English, but put the leave the signs in Norwegian. Like that really, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really threw me that random like television news things or Mm -hmm. the welcome sign or everything else. Mm -hmm. That just that just threw me. That that took me out of the -hmm. point of dubbing to or, or doing it in a different language is so that you don't get a. You don't like separate yourself from the movie. You don't have to look down at the subtitles. But I don't and know. Still, having the the text be in English kind of sure. pulled pulled me out of what felt like an authentic space. So, yes, I don't know. Yes, agreed. Uh, but anyway, all right. So the movie. Um, a- as it starts, we see uh, we see all of the um, the kids arriving on the island. We see Villiers um, uh, when he does the "If I Were Prime Minister." Um, <laughs> a speech thing, and he's he talks about being from Svalbard, which again, like I didn't know he's from Svalbard. Ugh, man. Yeah, that's got to be tough to live up there. I thought yes. he was joking. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's got in the be beginning. Good. Yes, I'm from Svalbard. Yeah. I was like, is anyone from Svalbard? Yeah. And then we, we uh, <laughs> but then they immediately make fun of him. Yeah, they, they do exactly what you just did. They yeah, yeah. they have a mayor. Um, they have. Uh, we see Bravik. Uh, he prepares, um, uh, has, does his preparations for the attack, and then goes through with it, parking the, the his vehicle at the government building, which detonates. Um, this was a distraction as he moved um, to the island where he he conducted his attack. Which um, I, I, t- I totally forgot about the oh first the bomb and, yeah yeah. Can <laughs> I like, just to admit something here? I yeah. felt what I thought was decently well informed about the attack and had read about it at the time and. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I forgot or never knew, and it just wasn't covered. I didn't know that there was a car bomb before. Oh, really? I thought it was just a... I mean, not just. It is obviously a huge deal to have an attack on children on an island. That is what I focused on entirely, and I think that's what at least the foreign press really focused on. I I was shocked about that. Like, I did not know that or remember that. They had an Oklahoma City bombing plus the other attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I will say that they do a very good job of shooting on location because that is ex- that is exactly. the building. That is the building. Yeah. That wow. is the building. And wow. I don't know if they did it digitally or they went because the building is still standing. It's right. uh, yeah. It's unoccupied. Um, but they're uh, still working. On yeah, it. like Giro walks. There's a lot of moments we had watching the movie that I'm like, huh, I walk by there every day because yeah. like I'm like, this is a very small city. <laughs> no, I, wa- I walk past that location every day to yeah. and from my uh, yeah. my office. Mm-hmm. Wow. But um, it is yeah. And, I mean, we we know a little bit more about the bombing because of uh, Giro's cousin was what oh, yeah. she was a block. Oh, what? She, two blocks away two when blocks it happened. Away. Yeah, she was working wow. at a uh, so clothing she, store. Yeah. She, thought an, she thought it was an earthquake. When it or ha- she thought something had happened, happened in, in her, her building. building. Yeah, she thought. Because it shook. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And then Jeez. they all went outside, and she was like, you just see this plume of smoke yeah. uh, moving towards you, and you don't know what it is, and then you start seeing people running out of it towards oh, you, and they're covered God. in blood and dust and everything and she's yeah. like Jesus. that was terrifying yeah i uh, can't imagine that's, that's pretty i can't rough. imagine that and um and then we i mean like i'm glad that i'm glad the movie did not dwell too much on the attacks i mean it was yeah. obviously incredibly yeah. brutal but they didn't need to it wasn't very voyeuristic there were it was like quick cuts and ver- like yeah. we all know what was going to happen so right. you know as he's getting on the ferry and he's going over and he ends up um, you know first killing those counselors and the security officer and then and then going around shooting like uh, it's uh, it's very yeah. harrowing but yeah. I, I i i appreciate I mean, how quickly they try to move through it cuz we all just know how bad this this yeah. is going to be but and there aside are still- 
Go ahead. Go, go ahead, girl. There were still things that I was like, I, I'm, I feel like they should have included a couple more things. Like, there were a ton of kids who tried to swim. Yeah, like, they didn't cover that. They didn't cover any of yeah. that. They didn't cover how the you know cops there were there were some messed up the boats. They didn't like that. cover that. Did they the, a lot of the police officers responding, they first got into one of those boats, which we saw them get in, but they they actually they like flooded the engine and it yeah, delayed by like ten minutes. Oh, and he was there for over an hour, and uh, but she's but yeah, but like the only the only kind of. Uh, you know, injuries or like explicit gunshots that you saw were uh, Viliar. Uh and like everybody else. It's you know you see you know yeah. a, a tiny blood squib, but it didn't yeah. focus on the actual exactly what you're saying. Like it wasn't voyeuristic. Yeah. It was especially the one that was really hard for me was the um, inside the kind of cabin when he oh, comes yeah. and he just tells. Um, which is actually a um, a true. Uh, when I did some of the research, it, it is true. He walked in and um, said, "Your uh, the quote was you're you're going to die today, you Marxists." And like, oh man, like that's that's. I was watching. Like, how could you ever expect something like this would happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mm-hmm. while I was yeah. watching it, I was thinking like, because you know sometimes you put yourself in these kind. Of, this movie is essentially a horror movie at this moment, and thinking yeah. like, what would I do in this situation? And I have no good advice. Because, like, mm. if a guy dressed like a police officer comes up and, and you have no idea what you're doing, you're just trying to hide on this tiny island for over an hour. Like, what an, yeah. what an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And it just, it makes it, the fact that so many people have, you know, in some ways, like, like Villiers, like, have recovered, have come out of this, and, like, with a strong resolve, it's, it is really, really empowering, um, to know that, and and we're going to talk at the end a, a little bit more about the the core case and about you know wh- how much attention we should be giving Breivik in the first place. But right, yeah. it, I find that really empowering, and that that these the people who have taken you know the positive from this and used this as motivation to make the world a better place. So that's that's just great. But absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about. Um, does anybody have any more thoughts about the attack itself or or how it was shot? Um, Anything. That- so I was I was wondering if he actually did he try and was his cover story that he was there to secure the island because I of think so the yes bomb? yes that was his plan was, there's a there's a couple additional things about it so his original plan was um, a former prime minister of that party mm-hmm. um, which uh, uh, from the the kids in the island um, yeah. was went there earlier that morning to speak. Breivik was delayed leaving Oslo to get to this uh, island, so his original plan was to kill her along with all of these people. And um, so he, I mean, the guy really, really planned this out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, But yeah, so that's that. They they don't touch on that um, in in the movie. I I mean, they obviously boiled it down to the you know the the essential elements of what happened. But um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving, moving, Anywho, moving on. Yeah, so uh, Villar is is shot, and we go um, kind of transition in, into his recovery period. In the meantime, Breivik freaking gives himself up to the police. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, and 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 how? First off, let's talk a little bit about um, about uh, Anders uh, Anders Lie um, and his portrayal of Breivik um, as a 
So punchable. Um, <laughs> like there's in all of his negotiation, uh, what he, you know, when he was being interrogated and he mm -hmm. says this is a negotiation, I wanted to beat the ever-loving shit out of this man. Yeah. Oh my God. He yeah. was just, because he just comes off as such a narcissist and, and, and cause yeah, he's I, a, he's a pretentious which to get and to get to, to, to the, what really happened, like during the trial, I remember seeing clips of him when they would play, he would make like these really crappy like slideshows on YouTube, and they would yeah about his manifesto about his manifesto, and he would cry when it was being played because he was so emotionally moved by what he had written, and it's the guy is just oh. freaking well, I don't want to say sociopath because that like we'll we'll talk a little yeah, bit about his yeah. about the the psychological evaluation of him. But um, let's talk a little bit about um, Villar, his relation with his family, um, his parents, his brother, um, his fellow, um, uh, um, uh, uh, his friend who was also on the island who lost her sister, Laura. Um, yeah. How did you guys feel about that, the, portraying his recovery um, in that process? I thought it was, it was very... I, I, I didn't think he was going to make it at first. I thought it, it was going to be like... Oh, yeah? He's going to be dead. But I also... Mm -hmm found it kind of interesting that it they tried they this is a real person this is a yes. uh, you know a, someone who was hurt and is now in law school um mm -hmm. but survived the shooting and they got really specific with his character development which i was kind of surprised about because it, it, you know in something like this which you know we have agreed uh there should be a documentary about there should be a front line you know, mm -hmm. story about this. Um, I don't know. It, it got super personal, and I don't know if that's, like, how he actually was or that was mm -hmm. his journey or mm -hmm. what is it, what was, you know, created for the film. Sure. But did you, um, taking I, the film... Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no you I was going to say, it, 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 as a character, it was, it was very interesting to see kind of, like, he... It, him as a barometer for how people are, are handling mm -hmm. the, the shooting as at large. Yeah, because the film is squarely focused on him as far mm -hmm. as, I mean, we do, we do as far as the survivors, like there's a little bit about his brother and about Laura, Laura. but it's, he is definitely the primary focus. How about you, John? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, look, you couldn't possibly hope to capture all of the of the different victims and their different experiences right mm -hmm. and so you either give little snapshots in all of their lives or you do what they did here which is focus on one family in depth and go back uh, give us backstory and then keep going back to them so that mm -hmm. we get more of a more of a sense of that journey and it's to supposed to be you know at least somewhat representative of mm -hmm. the of everyone else as well and i, I thought it was a, a good device for doing it i mean yeah. i don't know we did we've spent a lot of time with them but i know i certainly cared more because of the, of that development and because we had mm -hmm. the backstory i mean really you know when you have the mother calling around to the hospitals that's a gut punch like you that? that's a very that's a really emotionally powerful uh scene where they're just trying to find their kid i, um, I was going to mention the same thing just the the scenes with the parents arriving and the chaos trying to find your kid and there's obviously not it, it, it is true chaos and it's just a nightmare for for a parent and there's not like a specific person you can go to to get the kind of information that you need and i i can't even imagine having to go through that but hey so 
yeah, I thought that was executed well. And uh, that was some great acting on the part of, of the mom, too, yeah. I think. Because oh, she yeah. she perfectly did that thing of, like, I'm panicking, but I'm trying to stay calm, but I'm panicking, but I'm also, I'm like... Trying to all those, come yeah, up with solutions. It, I don't know how she made her voice sound like that, but it yeah, conveyed just well. so much. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, at least it... it I, this could be my impression that's totally wrong, but she... Did, she seemed like I don't know, super Norwegian in how she yes. was doing it. I mean, she was like, she's calling and she's like, "Do you have any admissions by this name?" No, nope. um, okay, no, nope. okay, thank you. Hang up. And look, she's <laughs> yeah, she's clearly was... like on the brink of of losing it, obviously, mm-hmm. which yeah. understandably. But she, she's still, like you know very politely to the point, kind of getting and uh, mm-hmm. like he was on Utoya. Do you have a name by this name? No. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. And calls sure. the next hospital. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe maybe you think that's that's. I mean, it could. Silly, it's but. it's just I I see that as like a a a coping mechanism. Yeah. Like the, the default is like okay, I just need if I can be polite and I can do this thing, then I can you know keep mm-hmm. my sanity. Yeah. Um, what did, uh, to turn to the uh, to Gare's plot line um, and him becoming the oh, lawyer yeah. for Bravik, um, I I hate God, that line where he first meets Bravik. And Bravik tells him, "I like I knew I would need a lawyer one day." Ugh. Ugh. Or, and and or, and just says, "This will be the greatest thing you'll ever do." Oh uh, my god! I know. Right? I just, wanted to strangle him so yeah, much. That was real. Yeah. yeah ugh. Which. Uh, and, and, but but that I I thought this was the the most compelling story. Uh, maybe not the <laughs> most compelling, but I, I I really appreciated this storyline specifically about you know a lawyer who. And actually, this is a, a need to start with a question to both of you. Actually, um, it seems like he's this guy is a is a public defender, correct? And he is like legally obligated to mm-hmm. defend. Was he a public defender or is he a private defense lawyer? It, it's yeah. Oh, I, I think he's can, private actually. Yeah, the, yeah, he think it's private. But he said he kind of says like, "Oh, well, I have to do this." Yeah, I, well, that is, and I think that's, I, I mean, that and that. To, to some extent true here as well you have there is a but although probably different people would would kind of view this differently but you know you have a everyone has the right to a defense and mm-hmm. uh if someone specifically asks for your counsel uh you i mean unless you have a unless you have some sort of real conflict to prevent you from doing it right. then you should probably take it uh, I mean, that's your. It's a profession. It's your your duty. Yeah. Uh, but like in in this kind of situation, it's tough. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I so. But but I think yeah. that that's what made it so compelling is that this guy is like I am called to do uh, what's best for Norway. Like my my job to my job in Norway is to be a a defense lawyer, and I will do my job exactly and no more because. You know, I just need to fulfill my duty as a lawyer. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think I think that's but that is one of the elements that um, the director was really trying to get at. Um, one, I think, was Villiar's um, resilience and yeah. that is kind of a symbol to overcome the adversity and the pain and suffering that was inflicted on him and take it and, and respond in a positive way. And the other was Gare who um, in the face of a very, you know, right-wing nationalist attack, um, relying back on the strength of democracy and the yeah. rule of law, yep. and 
even, you know, despite the, like, monstrosity that, you know, Breivik represents, um, overcoming that to show that, the, you know, the democracy, the Norwegian government, the institutions are bigger and better um, yeah. and stronger than that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and even, to, like, on a, a, a finer point, it's like, it, I, I don't, uh, again, I don't want to give mm-hmm. too much time to to him, but... Mm-hmm. The, uh, Brevik seemed to be seemed to be portrayed as someone who was, you know, de- defined by a purpose. You know, I am standing up for my rights as a Norwegian. Like this is, mm-hmm. I'm doing something what is best for Norway, mm-hmm. and that they're both kind of doing what's best for Norway. However, this the difference is that his perversion of you know, Brevik's mm-hmm. perversion of what is duty and what is right yeah. and, and mm-hmm. just it's like, well, that is where it, it comes into conflict. And I, I, I also, f- Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Nope. That, I'm done. No, I, I, I also, uh, I, I felt for gear, especially when, you know, he started getting the threats, which really did happen in real life. Mm-hmm. That he yeah. got death oh, threats yeah. and, and, you know, his, uh, the pressure to take his kid out of school and, and I 100% believe I, that I that understand, would but and I understand everybody's opinion and all yeah. of it. And it's just like, oh, it's just tough to, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's very tough. There, I, I, yeah. And he's handled some controversial cases in the past too, because he was the so the reason uh, Breivik asked for Lepesta as his lawyer was mm-hmm. that Lepesta was the defender. Back in 2001, we had um, a murder case which was. Uh, it was a hate crime, like straight up some guys attacked um, a guy who was not white because he was not white and killed him. And um, it turned into a huge thing and, and uh, it it really started a big national discussion in Norway. But Geir Lipstad was the lawyer, was in the defense, the defense lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, so that's Jesus. why Anders Bang Bang was like, ah, you have You're defended Nazis in the past. So. <laughs> You've defended my people. Nazi lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, John, I have a question for you, a lawyer yeah. question. Go um, for it. So at the, in, the, in the film, Breivik is interviewed um, by a psychiatric team that comes to the, the conclusion that he is a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, paranoid schizophrenic. Yes. Um, if you have a client who is declared uh, mentally insane. Mm-hmm. And then the client insists he is not. Are you obligated to do what he wants, or yeah, it's do a, you do yeah. what's what you think is best for him? It's a really interesting question. Um, so, you are supposed to represent the interests of your client. Um, mm-hmm. That you are supposed to represent the interests of your client, uh, but. I, I mean, the question with a, with a finer point is, are the interests of your client what he says they are? Exactly. Or are the interests of your client like what you as a rational person believe the interests of your client to be? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the, the... And also, by the way, I'm speaking from, like, U.S. perspective. Yeah, I don't, sure. <laughs> I'm not a Norwegian lawyer. Yes. Uh, but, um, I mean, the actual strategy, like strategy decisions surrounding the case, are meant to be the lawyers, uh, not the not the clients. But mm-hmm. the but the most important decisions about whether or not you're pleading guilty, um, 
maybe whether or not you go for an insanity defense, uh, who gets to represent you, whether you represent yourself, that sort of thing, those are for the client. And so mm-hmm. I think, um, and, and, it, and here, it isn't that uh, Brevik, he didn't not put up a defense. He mm-hmm. pled the defense of necessity in the end, although they yes. didn't show that. Uh, I, I didn't get that yeah. sense in the movie, but from other research, it was it was necessity, which is a legal defense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a different one. It's I did it, but I had to do it, and yeah. so I'm not therefore responsible, criminally it was responsible. Like self defense, he was acting in defense of the country. Or yeah, something it was. Like it was. There was not. It was. It was interesting because they actually on the first day of trial they said self defense, and it was turned out to be a mistranslation because uh, there's oh. a there's a slight difference. But necessity is just you have like to uh, because of overwhelming compulsion or to prevent to prevent harm to others or because of some I actually had it pulled up so well, I'll see if I can uh, pull it up like in, like if someone has a gu- has a gun to your head and they say you need to rob this bank yeah and so you, you can do the it bank, then. yeah you can't like, you can't necessarily kill someone you can't because, kill someone but, but you can rob but a bank if you rob yeah yes uh Ooh, not that, although oh, to be okay. to be very clear so this is not legal advice and none bank. of you should rob banks saying that you have a gun to your head people have been convicted even in the real circumstance of that happening oh. um but uh yeah so uh but to answer the question i think what they did here is probably right i think the client gets to decide whether or not uh whether or not he is going to go with the insanity defense, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to, or, or if you if you strongly believe that he should, and he is not taking your advice, then you should ask to be relieved of the case. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And or, and or because ultimately, what could happen is if you refuse to go along with it, he could get he could you know represent himself or get you kicked off the case. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the client gets to decide whether or not he goes by the insanity defense. Although. Interestingly, that did not end up being the case exactly because in Norway it's a more independent, uh, it's more of an independent responsibility it seems on the judge and the prosecution. It's not you know even if the defense isn't asserting it, they were still considering whether or not he was insane or legally insane, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting and, and would be less likely to happen here. Uh, but oh, and I, I got a, I got the quote, which is. Yes. No person may be punished for any act that he has committed in order to save someone's person or property from an otherwise unavoidable danger when the circumstances justified him in regarding this danger as particularly significant in relation to the damage that might be caused by his act. Now, hmm. I mean, given that, there's nothing. There's literally nothing that would justify killing 70 yeah. people yeah. in cold blood, <laughs> exactly. right? Like, yeah. that, is not, that is not an actual defense. But, but that, it is a, that was what he was That is what he was going to... with, and that is the theoretical legal defense that he was applying. Mm-hmm. So they had a defense, quote-unquote. Right. Um, but I, I think the point is, I think he was entitled to do that, uh, and I think the lawyer was probably right to go along with that, mm-hmm. maybe. But it's tough. That's a tough call. Mm-hmm. How... Um... How did you guys feel about the uh, the actual courtroom scenes, um, the kind of the third act of the film, uh, you know, Breivik going in, doing his Nazi yeah. salute, oh and then getting God. to oh. do his, although when he does it, so he comes in, I remember the salute, so I remember that, seeing the videos of that when he first came in, and then he goes into the speech on multiculturalism, which again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like hit, uh, hit really close to home about how mainstream some of those ideas yep. have become. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yep, yep, yep. yeah. And then, uh, you know, he later I, testifies. That's that was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and um, and but uh, but then obviously we have the counterbalance of Villiar who recovers um, enough to come in and and testify. 
Oh um, god, that that I I once that Villar kind of agreed to testify. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of was like, oh, okay, this is what his his character arc is. Yeah, this, this is, is uh, yeah. the redemptive quality of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, who, who was it? Um, Laura. Laura was saying she had some really great quote that was like, "You can still, it, you can be strong and still be weak." Yes. And yes. like physically weak, but you can still mm-hmm. have the resilience to go up. Yeah. And, I. Uh, um, yeah. I. I. Uh, you know what else kind of got me? This is just like a little thing that just kind of pinged in my head. Was uh, the scene when he Villar goes to talk to Laura and she's. Uh, a waitress at a, yeah. at a and I was just thinking like oh man like she's just working you know a regular she's, job trying yeah. to do this and like oh, it makes God, it just yeah. makes me like a little more I'm over, I try to be as empathetic as possible to people in the service industry but on top of it to think like all of these people like these kids they're kids they're kids kids had to Children. go and and you know basically after a couple life. months go back to a normal life which yeah. is yeah, I just. I wonder if you've interacted interacted with, any, with somebody. Yeah, or, because there were hundreds of people who were injured. Yeah. So if you've interacted or even passed someone on the street. Well, just general, man. Like everybody, you know, everybody's fighting a very tough battle, and everyone's got just, their own battles. Yeah. Everybody battled, and it just makes takes a moment to be like, hey, you don't know what everyone's going through, and we should, we should all be nice to each other. It's exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. So that yeah. that got to me, and then of course Villiers' testimony. Um, the uh, the I I went and I looked at his testimony and he didn't the the joke from the film about his eye that he's like well at least I don't have to look at him like a brave <laughs> yeah. this much not real and oh, I was so bummed because that would have been an awesome it. that would have been a good one but yeah I I will say German uh, German Norwegian <laughs> uh, courtrooms are very confusing looking <laughs> oh just how it's laid out just how they're laid out yeah. where people are sitting and what what kind of glass walls are where? It's, it's it, <laughs> well, it, it they, threw me off. It was it, so I. They actually built the. I, I mean, in real life, they built a new courtroom for this trial. Oh, um, wow. I do know that happened because it was going to be to secure it, and also because it was going to be the biggest deal trial ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, then they they wanted to build you know have enough space for it, and then they used the extra large jury lay jury. Right. They had the two professional. Uh, mm-hmm. Judges and the three yes. lay jurors, so the five judge, the five panel instead of the three panel. Yeah. We've Imagine talked about that. We've, uh, yes. As we've talked about in our previous discussions yes. in, uh, in in Occupied, please see that episode. Uh, but I, I mean, it is. It was. Confusing. Did you just plug our know. show on our show? I did. Yeah, I did plug. I, it was yes. a self reference. This yes. is a very complex kind of endeavor that we've that we've got going on. <laughs> we talked about Occupied. We talked about Nobel. Talked about Norseman. Yeah. Occupied is not the only thing we've got going. Yeah, we should probably change the name of this podcast. <laughs> Norwegian TV podcast. I, did, I didn't. End, yes. It's, yeah. It's in the Nor name. TV. Nor TV. Nor TV. Nor TV. Nor TV. Anyway. Yes. So. Uh, but yes, confusingly laid out. Yes, sure. confusingly laid out. But um, yeah, no, I, I I really liked how, like I was saying in the beginning, it, it was very procedural. It kind of went through the. These are, this is the defense. This is the rebuttal. This mm-hmm. is kind of the 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 way it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing they didn't show, I guess, backing up a bit to the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they showed unless I just missed it. Um, but was I think a big deal around the world, if not maybe in Norway, was when this trial started. Uh, Brevik shook hands with 
a number of the court staff, uh, I think the prosecutors, and some of even the lawyers representing the victims. Yeah. And that for at least for international observers, people kind of freaked out at that a bit. Uh, yeah. Felt it was very odd. And I don't remember seeing that in this, although yes, maybe I, it happened there, and I missed it. There was only that one handshake towards the end there, where, yeah. where Gare was like... Yeah, Gare uh, refused to in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Which, I think uh, that was kind of... It did not happen in real life. Also. Yeah, no. Oh, really? Yeah, they, yeah. well, they, they didn't shake hands. Gareth said the last time he saw him, they did not shake hands, but they were separated between glass, so they wouldn't even have the opportunity to oh, shake okay. Got it. So, got it. Just me just well, ruining all the well, shots. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, maybe that, maybe that was, maybe that moment in the movie was supposed to be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of representative of a bigger thing. Oh, of course, thing that, yes. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just Gare's last lines about, you know, how he lost, and yeah. they're going to raise their kids to be better. It's Yeah, but that one, actually, those lines really got to me because uh, Gare Lipstyle is saying, like, my kids and their kids mm-hmm. will stop you and everyone yeah. like you. Yeah. And and Spelling Bavik is like, you can't even see us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I'm like, is that... Th- it's optimi- like- it's optimistic, but again, as we've said, like looking at through the lens of 2018, we're like, uh, how is this going to go? Right. Are we yeah. acknowledging that this problem is here, and mm-hmm. how are we going to deal with it? Because mm-hmm. right, like, sure. we're right. We can't see you. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I, does anybody have any like final thoughts on how the movie ended, or any other things from the courtroom? Um, I uh, I don't. I, it, it it wrapped everything up nicely, and it, it's mm-hmm. it kind of give. I mean, of course it. You know, yeah. There's there's no kind of loose the extra story that's still going on. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but but he is he's like, uh, the sentence he got at the very end was um, solitary oh, yeah. confi- inde- indefinite solitary confinement. Yeah. So the so the the maximum someone can be sentenced is thirty five years. No. But. Girl, uh, well, you are, you- yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so I wrote this down too because the the quote was something like for as long as he remains a threat to society and I'm like right. that's an interesting way to say 21 years. So um, the max <laughs> sentence is 21 years. But it's 21, 21 years. years but which means in 21 years we'll think about it and guess ha- what? And you'll have a review. But I mean that's another thing is like all right, say this all goes away, uh, like, the, you know, we, we, all of the nationalist threats and, um, you know, 20, and we get 21 years from now, like, and they look at him, they could go, you yeah. know, you're not a threat anymore, and he would be let they free. Could. Or, if the neo-Nazis take over, oh, God. and they're in charge oh, in, a whole in, a co- in, you know, a couple of decades, they'll be uh, like... Don't put that in my head. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I already have Welcome nothing back that's, that's the scarier thought, that's, but... Yes. Although, it is... Intri- it, it, I mean, it is a... It makes sense because... It makes sense in the context of Norway is a real, really a rehabilitative system, right? And yes. So the correct. idea is 21 years, and then every five years after that, they will review and see, is he still a danger? And if not, then release him. Mm-hmm. But... From from our perspective, it's a bit odd that the like we think of crimes have punishments, and that punishment should be proportional to the crime and defined, and mm-hmm. that's it. Right. And so maybe that's a life sentence, or maybe that's a you mm-hmm. know sentence of thirty years or fifty years or what have you. But it, it's interesting that it, there is an indefinite character to the sentence. But yes. hopefully, probably, likely, he's never getting out. Right? Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's that, that was kind of the idea, the sense that it was like he'll be locked up for mo- effectively yeah. his whole life. That is, yeah, I, I think that's probably far better because had they come out and they're like, you are sentenced to 21 years, in which point we will review. I think a lot of the international yeah. audience be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Norway is nuts. Yeah, because that's what happened in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. that, the reporting is. on it was 21 years, yeah. and then everyone sure. flipped out, and then Norway had to be like, hang yeah. on. Hang on. Let me explain. Do you think they should have given Breivik the platform that that he was given during well, the court trial? Because that's all he wanted. What, that so badly. What, what exactly was that plat? Like, what was the 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 reasoning for putting him on the stand? Was it like he was he being questioned? Well, he was. So he or, was making a statement, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I guess he. It sounds like he had the right to do under Norwegian procedure. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I, I do know from looking at it that they only broadcast certain parts of his trial, and they did not broadcast that. Um, so mm-hmm. that was not broadcast out to the country and world, which mm-hmm. is good, yeah. I think. Because um, that, that fulfills, the, whereas they did broadcast a lot of the victim impact statements, I think. Um, right. yes. And that, I think that seems right in that... It's a fair it, like, middle, it, middle ground. It, it, you know, look, you respect his procedural rights. He has the right to, to testify in mm-hmm. his own defense. Um, and let him give say his piece, but you don't need to enable him to you know to give him a bigger platform than he unfortunately already has mm-hmm. by by dint of what he did. So that seemed like a reasonable middle ground to me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think in real life he was meant to be limited to half an hour in his statement, and mm-hmm. the judge at half an hour told asked him to stop, but he didn't. He went well over the time, and they let him keep going. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it is it is. It's interesting. Uh, He's not so much with the respect for things. So um, whose plot line or story arc in the movie um, did you like the most between um, uh, Villiers, uh, I guess Breivik, uh, Gare, and then I guess what, like Jens Stoltenberg or Laura? The Stoltenberg one was boring. I thought that, yeah, the Yeah. I like was, Gares. Was, I like the, 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 the calling the lawyer. Yeah, I really enjoyed Gares' mm-hmm. uh, arc. Mm-hmm. He's he'd be my favorite part. Yeah. How about you, John? Plus, I mean, plus doing that without hands because they get. It's <laughs> 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 just a, is impressive. That's a that's a preview for our next. A, the tidbit. prosthetics of his hands were amazing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's why, could, that's why you couldn't shake hands at the end. Norseman broadcast. That's why you couldn't, exactly. <laughs> Another cross-promotional piece that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe, I don't know, maybe Laura's was my favorite. I, I, I like Air, oh, yeah. but, but I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a strong opinion on which one was my sure, favorite. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's, uh, how about we end this by talking a little bit of the facts versus uh, fiction of the movie. Um, yeah. So Ooh. I did find that the, um, when the bomb went off, no guard uh, died uh, investigating the car bomb they, when he walks up and is, like, about yeah, to open yeah. the door, so... Um, but, but people did die at the car bomb. Eight, eight people, people I think eight, eight people yeah, so died. Yeah. From which, the building, uh, which, presumably, or... Oh, it was in the lower. middle of vacation time. It was July. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what it like. If yeah, it had been right. a month before or a month later, a ton of people would have mm-hmm. died downtown. So. Yeah. Um, oh, why do you think? Uh, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he um, he did. Breivik did. He had a um, he used a homemade police uniform and presented a fake ID to get onto the ferry. And um, those were the first uh, people that he killed on the island. The um, the security officer and the camp leader. Um, yeah. And then uh, as the attack progressed, um, it was it's it was ten minutes in the movie, which is really. Sh- it felt a lot longer, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, yeah. her dead. Uh, um, the real attack was seventy-two minutes long, wow. which wow. just is a nightmare. Um, yeah. But if you ever see the other movie for for those people who, who want to go watch this, so it's the movie we just covered is twenty-two July. There is another Norwegian movie called Utøya twenty-two July. The uh, Utøya is the name of the island, um, and that film is just a um like a live interaction of the movie real uh, time real time excuse me thank you uh, a, a real time um portrayal oh of the event so it's the 72 minutes oh, um yeah, shot in like i don't remember it might even be like in one take or maybe someone not someone said that so and I and it's so it just know. shows that which uh it's not for me <laughs> like i think that's that yeah, would be that's a little much like i get intense. it it's i i but again it's it's brutal but so is like yeah. the holocaust the, museum yeah, like yeah. it's supposed yeah. to be brutal and yeah. you're supposed to remember um, but isn't also in in that one isn't brevik not portrayed like it's kind of a and from what i'm what i'm what i read about uh um actually it was a guardian article uh mm-hmm. where laura the real life Laura was talking about the differences between the two movies. And she was saying that 22 July was very much like it tried to be a procedural. Here's what happened. Sure. But the, uh, the Norwegian one, it was very much like, here's the actual feelings. Here's the emotional reality of, of what was happening. And and like, yeah, we didn't really know if it was, if it was one person or if it was multiple people, It, mm-hmm. it, we just knew fear, and we just mm-hmm. knew the, to run and, mm-hmm. and hide. And so it was, yeah. it, was a, it seems like they're very different takes on one very traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other uh, quick facts, most of them we've already discussed. Um, Garrett did get real uh, death threats. Um, yeah. There, uh, there was no uh, right-wing extremist who testified at Breivik's trial. It was more like an amalgamation to, they put into that one oh, guy. Oh, okay. Um, I also have uh, Breivik, when he was on the island, he actually called the police twice to surrender to them, or to, he <laughs> says, I'm the guy doing it, come, like, get me, and, and he gave up there. But they, couldn't, but they couldn't get helicopters out there? Yeah, that was a big thing. There wasn't a helicopter available. There is, there's been a lot of, like... Norway didn't have a very strong security infrastructure before then. There's, I feel, and even like I get the feeling here that there's like it couldn't happen here. You know, that's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. U.S. U.K. kind of problem, um, right? Which obviously that this, you know, has awoken them to that. But uh, yeah, pretty rough. Pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough. And uh, since that was pretty rough, should we should we cleanse? Cleanse out the bad vibes from this horrible experience and yes. talk a little bit about Norsemen. Yes, please. Norsemen. Yes, please. So, Norsemen, season Norsemen. two. And we're back from that quick break. <laughs> quick sponsor break. I wonder if I could put Make in a quick break. sponsor. Um, we took a two-minute break. Girl has <laughs> inhaled a pear. 
and looks like she's gonna die. A, pa- a Wait, pair take, of what? Take. She's eating up no, no she, the fruit. <laughs> a, girl, please, please don't you. die. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought John was about to hit me. It was a high five. I, I hate you, Kevin. Kevin. Just recoiled from me. Sorry, I'm a youngest brother. That's all I know. When, oh, I, when I see a fair. hand raised quickly towards me, <laughs> I know a karate chop is coming. Fair enough. Oh, Anywho, so Norseman. Norseman. What would our What would our show, our podcast, be sponsored by? Uh, Squarespace. It would have to be Netflix, <laughs> right? That's what you said. It's Squarespace. Squarespace. What's the hiring one? ZipRecruiter. Uh, ZipRecruiter. Oh, Zip <laughs> stop giving them free things. I want. I want to. Endo- let's endorse something. ZipRecruiter. Here, uh, like find applicants fast. Reflectors. Norwegian <laughs> slap bracelet reflectors. They're great. <laughs> Everyone wears them here. So you this episode should. is brought to you by shoelaces. Yes. Keep your shoes tied <laughs> with box shoelaces. Box box. Box box. <laughs> Each month we send you a curated box <laughs> with a filled with our favorite boxes. <laughs> Stop stealing. Don't shoes. don't like a box? Send it right back. back. We'll send you a different box. <laughs> Informative educational placemats. So my favorite is the post office. The post office. Sponsored by the post office. Are you tired of waiting in line at the post office? Well, fuck you. Fuck it's you. a really hard job. Just do really We've been five doing minutes. this for hundreds of years. <laughs> oh, a very fatal murder was so good. So good. Well, listen to that. And anyway, Norseman, what'd you guys think? Season two. It's still silly. Yeah. It's so silly. So it's good. the same bit they're hitting over and over. Like oh, it's yeah. like it the, just the um like nonchalance and like just normal like just normal <laughs> arbitrary stuff amongst yeah. insanity like just the opening and like I, the, questioning yeah, the of reality. The conversation in the opening scene of like, <laughs> are you hungry? Should I eat now? Yes, should we or eat are now? We, are we, we waiting? Snack. You don't want to rape on a As they're stringing yeah. people up, you know, yeah. and as she dismembers someone. Yeah. Hey, how, yeah. how are you? How are you doing over there? Are you hungry or Arvid's hungry? Can we can we defile now yeah. and then when eat they, later? They, when they cut, she cuts the penis off. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. <laughs> I loved well, everything she, about that opening scene. I did also like the uh, talking about um, it, uh, it's not my baby because she didn't climax, and they had to yeah. all <laughs> talk about if a woman. Had... Is that how that works? <laughs> Is that how it works? Like, Maybe that's why I've never had a kid. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I'm really glad that it's it's back and it's yeah, it's they're... picking up right where they left off. It's good. It's, it's as just, good it as is... ever. You either you either like it or you don't at this point, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not yeah. changing anything. But I did the um, um, like there's some little goofy things like when they meet. What's the like? Is it Bone Crusher or something? Yeah. yeah. Bone, crusher, bone crusher. crusher. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm taking these slaves to market." And he's like, "Oh, nice. Hum- human trafficking. Oh, cool. Someone has to do it, I guess." <laughs> oh, yes, someone has to do it. <laughs> or like, oh, but deep down, he's got a heart of gold. I, d- I don't think you get the name Bone Crusher. Bone if you Crusher, have a yeah. Of, have a heart of gold. <laughs> or the, the, when they're at the slave market and they're talking about how, like, yeah, these ones, they're they're for a particular buyer, you know. Oh, yeah. And they're all like being the connoisseur type, yes, none of these. And it's like, it's just so awkward. And it's, it's so terrible. But it's it's like, it's it's the reality of of Viking times. Yeah, but just like, the mundane. With the modern, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, the legend in the east is so passe. Yeah, <laughs> these people that don't even put up a fight anymore—they've been pillaged so often. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, I don't have anything else to say about it. No, there's literally nothing I to say. Uh, following the the sun, which is always in the south. That's yes. Oh, yeah, that was, that that was, was fun. That's good. That's that fun. Um, the, the whole, like, uh, I am, I'm, I'm glad they, they're, they're, like, breaching out into, uh, like, ethical polyamory. In yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, oh, we're, you know, this is a nice little situation. And it's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like the, almost like the office level of, like, uncomfortableness, yeah. but, like, still kind of mundane. Just has awkwardness. In. You never think about that. Does like has awkwardness just always, always existed? <laughs> like there must have been. Yeah, Viking yeah. times. Like you know, like a guy tripped in front of the girl he had a crush on, and he must have been like, oh, it's so un- or like uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just goofy to think about it in any time before you know, like or like if modern they're times. Yeah. On a small ship, like two people are trying to get past each other and yeah. they're like, oh, wait, oh, oh, keep, oh, oh no, uh, this no, 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 I'll go this way. Oh, no, no, you go that way. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're pirates. You know what? <laughs> All right. All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, I, I think that's a nice little button. Yeah, that's our, it's that's a good our, button. But yeah. if, uh, I, if anyone has any suggestions for stuff yeah. That we should check out. Ideally, uh, Norwegian, but Nor- you know, I mean, that is our our niche. That is that our we're, niche. We're but but, but we're it. open to other things too. We're other types of parts yeah, of Scandinavia, yeah. for example. Yeah. Or just send an maybe, email. Maybe like I just want to like say hi to someone. I'm lonely. Norway, <laughs> southern Norway. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, guys, it's uh, occupiedpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, Hey, John and Kevin, it's good to talk to you. I've missed you guys. You know, it's so yeah, good to talk too. to you too. So let's. Uh, we miss you. Glad we could do this. Yes, and, we'll uh, find something to do again. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, we'll hopefully uh, do this again sometime soon. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. 100%. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Love you, guys. Bye. See, Bye. love you so much. Bye-bye. A black and cold.